when it'll be when we go to see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you're part of his family, that's a great hope, the blessed hope, hope of his coming first. It'd be great to meet the, uh, as they say, the upper taker rather than the undertaker, quite frankly. But uh, uh, if not, no, no matter which way, which way we go, uh, those who are part of the family of God have a great hope of seeing Jesus Christ again, the one who gave himself and shed his blood that we might have eternal life. What a wonderful gift. Proverbs chapter 11, Proverbs chapter 11. Appreciate your singing that song and all of them tonight and uh, just being able to rejoice in what God has done for us and he has provided in his, uh, his blessed son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue our study in the book of Proverbs. Uh, not co actually continue, well, yeah, we're going to continue studying in the book of Proverbs, but we did have a different subject to study. As we have uh, been finding out, the Proverbs are uh, very valuable for giving us information and help and guidance in so many different areas of life because they're the, it's the wisdom book. It's a, a book of numerous Proverbs, short, if you would, pithy maxims that uh, contain uh, very important elements of truth. And, um, and so we've been learning about various issues of life and various matters. And today, uh, we've been, since chapter 10, we've been doing it more as a topical study because in chapter 10 is when we start in the Proverbs in earnest. And uh, so we've had a number of subjects we've already looked at. And tonight, we get to introduce another um, and you're waiting with bated breath, I can tell. I just can tell you're all excited about the new topic. Good! All right, let's pray, and I'll tell you in about five minutes. Okay, let's pray together. Father, I thank you so very much for the word of God. I thank you for the truth of God. And I thank you that uh, you have provided such a book as the Bible to give us guidance for all of life. And I pray that you would uh, touch our hearts with the truth from Scripture tonight. Thank you for giving us this book of wisdom, these uh, many proverbs written by the pen of Solomon, but inspired by God, that we might have guidance for all of life. And I pray that you touch our heart with the subject we'll begin to look at uh, this evening. Uh, help us to understand better your truth and give me the wisdom to say the things I ought to say in the, in the way that they need to be said. For the glory of God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, have you ever presumed something and got in trouble because you did that? You know, presumption can be a, a dangerous thing, which, by the way, to presume means to suppose something to be the case, whether it is or not. And uh, you can get in a lot of trouble when you do that. In fact, I saw someone who, who uh, presumed something and it wasn't all that wise. Um, have you ever seen, um, they have the, uh, they call them, I think, trust falls. Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, a lot of times, if there's a group leader and they're trying to build, build trust amongst team members and things like that, maybe in the workplace or, or whatever, uh, they might uh, have a, a, a guy or someone get up on a table or something, a little bit elevated area, and then they do what they call a trust fall, and they just put their hands across their chests and, and fall backward. And so they are supposed to catch them. Well, uh, we, saw, we saw a video, I'm not sure if it was America's home, Funniest Home Videos or something like that, and uh, he shouldn't have presumed they were going to catch him because they didn't catch him, you know. So here's a guy that does this trust fall thinking, man, I know they're going to catch me, and they didn't, uh, didn't catch him, you know. 
now, when you presume like that, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Uh, the truth is, sometimes people presume things or believe things to be true or assume things to be the case when it really is not, and they need help to discern that. And in order to do that, they need to seek what Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 14 talks about. The Bible says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. We're going to look at the subject of counsel. Now you say, well, why are we looking at the subject of counsel? Well, because the Bible talks about the matter of counsel and the importance of it. And the book of Proverbs is a great book for giving us instruction about this matter of and sharing with us the importance of counsel in the life of every person. Because a lot of times we want to live life doing our own thing, going our own way. But sometimes when we make the, the presumption we know what is best and we have all the answers, we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Now, you may not do a trust fall. By the way, I, I just never really saw the wisdom in all that, quite frankly. You may not do a trust fall and get yourself in trouble and end up breaking your neck or getting hurt by, because someone fails. But the truth of the matter is you can get yourself in a lot of trouble when you presume things when you should be willing to get and seek advice, which, by the way, is what counsel is. The word counsel itself, one of the three words that's used in the book of Proverbs that describes and talks about this matter of counsel, the word means advice, seeking advice. And God talks about the importance of that. So let's begin to look at that subject uh, this evening. 20 times in 17 different verses, God talks about this matter of counsel and the need for counsel. Um, it's a subject that doesn't really seem to be something. In fact, that's one of the good things about Proverbs. It gets you to talk about things you don't normally talk about. It gets you to bring out things that you don't necessarily preach on. Or, or I mean, you don't get up usually and preach on a Sunday morning on counsel. But Proverbs forces you in many ways to do that. And it's been a blessing because uh, as I've been working through and moving through the book of Proverbs, uh, it's been good to see that there, there's a lot more said about subjects than I, I think in some cases I realized. And we're going to find that to be true in this matter of counsel or getting advice. Do you realize that success or failure in life many times depends upon this matter of getting counsel? In fact, this verse itself tells us that truth. Where no counsel is, what's going to be the result many times? Where there's no advice, where there's no guidance, yeah, the people are going to fall. And then we find that in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. There is blessing. And so God is going to teach us the, the importance of this matter. A preacher spoke about the danger of presumption, and I thought it was interesting. He said this, presumption is based on our own reasoning. Abraham and Sarah fell into presumption when they got too old to have children. God promised the son to Abraham and Sarah a son that would fulfill the promise to birth a nation. But Abraham and Sarah were past the normal age for childbearing, so they presumed that God needed help to work out his plan. And so they came up with their own plan, and that led to trouble. Uh, it, wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just them. Throughout the Bible, you can find other examples of people who presumed things. 
David didn't listen to the advice of Joab when he wanted to number the people when God, God said that that was not wise. And, uh, and because of it, a number of Israelites lost their life because David was not willing to listen to counsel. He, made, he presumed things that, uh, that he should not have done. Where no counsel is, the people fall, God tells us. So let's begin with, uh, well, there's like five different points we're going to talk about. And let's, let's talk about what wise people do. Wise people see the absolute necessity of counsel. It's the first thing I want you to think about. Wise people see the absolute necessity of counsel. Now, you're ready for it to be awed by my profound first thought. Okay, I know you are, see. Decision-making is a big part of life. Are you odd? No. Okay. Obviously, you're not odd. We know that to be true. And no one is shocked by that statement. And no one says, I've never heard that before. Because we know that life is made up of decisions. While that is true, many never consider that the life they live, filled with these decisions and the decisions and determinations they make, really determine the quality of life and what's going to happen later on in life in many cases. So here's a guy that in his youth lives it up. He parties big time. He drinks. He smokes. He goes out and lives a wild life, and he does all sorts of things. And, and when he's 50 years old, he looks like he's 80. And, uh, and he has a lot of health problems. And, and he's 50 years old, and he's thinking, well, why am I having all these health problems? And it's like... You know, had you thought, had you pondered things, had you listened maybe to the counsel and advice of your parents or others who had tried to guide you in life and tried to protect you from these pitfalls, you would have saved yourself from a lot of heartache. But a lot of people don't understand that the decisions they're making today have long-term effects, and they don't take the time to get wisdom about those decisions they make. So they just go on their own and do their own thing. And a wise person comes to the understanding in life that, look, I need counsel. I don't have all the answers. I don't know the right way. I don't know the things that I need to know in order to make it in life. And so I am going to be one who is open to and one who seeks after the, this matter of counsel. And that's what the book of Proverbs encourages us to do. In fact, the whole Bible is a book of counsel. It's a book of guidelines. It's a book of instructions. It guides us in, in all sorts of areas of life. It gives us instruction in regard to what's happened in the past and what we can expect to happen in the future. It gives us guidelines into all areas of life, the most important being the matter of salvation and how someone, comes, how, how someone becomes part of the family of God. You see, men are not born into the family of God. They have to be born again, according to uh, John chapter 3. And being born again means someone has to realize that they have a need to be born again, that they're not, not part of the family of God, that something has come between them and God, and that happens to be their sin, because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And man needs to come to the realization then that God's counsel in the Bible, God tells us how a man is saved. And you know what's really true? A lot of people presume that they know how they're getting to heaven. You just ask someone how they think they're going to get to heaven someday and you'll hear a multitude of answers among people all around you. Uh, I'm a good person. I try to live a good life. I've been baptized. I go to church. Um, people have all sorts of answers 
But there is only one way for someone to be saved, and there's only one place where that counsel is found, and it's in the Bible. And men are, can only be saved by putting their faith, their trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no way that anyone can ever get to heaven other than through Jesus Christ. Now listen, you talk to people and you even ask for counsel today. Well, how does someone get ready for heaven? People will give you all their own ideas and their own thoughts, but God's counsel will stand and there's only one way. And the Bible says that you have to receive Jesus Christ. You got to understand that you're a sinner, that Christ died for your sins. You can't have a relationship with God because your sins have, have come between you and God. And that Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross and was buried and rose again, paid the price for your salvation. And God offers as a gift eternal life if you'll receive Jesus Christ. you got to accept God's wisdom. And wise people understand, I need counsel because I don't have the answers for life. I don't have the guidance I need for life. I don't know everything. I know that's hard for for some of us to admit, but we don't know everything. And so God gives us this wisdom and instruction in the Bible and tells us we need, we need counsel. So wise men, if you would, going back to Proverbs chapter one, just take a moment there. Wise men seek it. Wise people see the absolute necessity of counsel. Uh, therefore, wise men seek it. Now, where do we find it? Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. They're going to get to the place where they have the wisdom they need for life. By the way, it's interesting. The word attain, had, oh, I always love it. When I look up a definition, then I don't know what the def, def, definition word means. Uh, it had the word procure. Okay. I've heard the word before, but I wasn't exactly sure what it meant, so I looked that up. So I, the word attain means pro procure. Great, all right? So the word procure uh, means to get by special effort, to obtain or acquire. So God says, look, a wise person hears, he increases learning, so that ultimately he can attain that wise advice and get that wise advice that he needs for life to make the right decisions. My friends, you and I need counsel, and wise men understand that, and therefore they seek it. But what's interesting to me is I came across, as I was going through these 20 verses in Proverbs, an interesting statement in chapter 12 and verse 15. And I know we're going to go back and forth a little bit, but just take a moment to look there, because... Um, the Bible says at the end of the verse, he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. There we have that matter of wisdom and counsel tied together and how important it is. But notice what it says at the beginning of verse 15. What does God tell you there? So a wise man understands the ultimate importance, the vital importance of, of counsel. By the way, I, you know what? A, a Christian should understand the need for Bible preaching to help their life. Counsel, I need it. All right, so that was, that was free, okay? But a wise man sees the need for it, but what about a fool? Look at that first part of the, the proverb. Someone read it. Okay, so you know what a fool does? A fool says, I got the answers. Yeah, 
My ways right. I, I don't need anyone to guide me. I don't need anyone to help me. I don't need any understanding. I'm just fine. Wise man says, I don't have all the answers. There's a definite, uh, there's, there's two, I mean, it's like a, a chasm between the two. Uh, but fools, so therefore wise men seek it, but fools see no need for it. Wise people then see the absolute necessity of counsel. And so they seek it, but fools don't see any need for it. You know, it, it, is, it is so interesting. It, like, like we said just a little bit earlier, sometimes a guy in his youth doesn't pay attention to counsel, and uh, he doesn't see any need for it. I, I, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I told you, I was thinking, this came to mind. I told you a long time ago that in L.A. they had a problem a number of years back with young people on the streets. Now, that isn't a pro- that's been a problem like forever in L.A., but uh, in, in L.A. they had a problem with what they called car surfing. Did anyone ever hear of what car surfing was? These guys, these young people, these, I think it was mostly gang members, uh, they would dare one another, and they get on top of vehicles when the cars were stopped at lights, and they would surf. They would, like, like someone would surf on, on water, they would, they would stay on top of this vehicle. And I don't know why, well, I guess when you're in Los Angeles, you drive whether there's someone on top of your car or not. But anyway, these guys would do that, and when they came to a stop stoplight, they jumped to another car. And so it was car surfing, and the news reports were talking about how a lot of people were getting hurt. It's like, duh. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, it doesn't take a lot of brains to, you know, to understand that one. Uh, but it's obvious a lot of people didn't have brains um, because they did it anyway. And, and you say, well, what's the reasoning behind it? Well, maybe peer pressure. But you know, part of it was, I, I'm fine. I, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to get hurt. In their mind, someone presumed, I'm okay. I don't need any advice. I don't need any counsel on that. I'm going to do it. I think it's a good, good idea. And some found that it wasn't. Um, so... Uh, don't be a fool, but be a wise man. Now, before you pat yourself on your back and say, I have the brains not to car serve, <laughs> okay, that's an extreme example of the foolishness of someone who thinks, I got all the answers and no one can tell me what I should do, what I shouldn't do, and no one should, you can give me any advice. But many people, sometimes even Christians, make decisions without counsel. They don't take the time sometimes to find out what the Bible has to say. They don't ask godly men. Sometimes they seek counsel in the wrong place. But a lot of times, they're just not willing to listen. I, I, you know, I got my own ideas. I'm right. And uh, so you, you can tell me whatever you want, but I'm already settled in this. And, and a wise man understands that's not the case. You know, Adam and Eve ignored wise counsel. Thou shalt not eat thereof, for the day in which thou eatest, thou shalt surely die. And they listened to bad counsel, which said, Ye shall not surely die. And sin passed upon all men, because Adam made that decision, presumed that he had the answer and he followed deceitful counsel, and all mankind was affected. So a wise person knows the need for counsel because they understand life is made up of decisions which bring consequences, and they want to make right choices. Number two, wise people listen, listen to counsel. 
right? They not only understand the importance of it, they not only understand the absolute necessity of it, but then they listen to counsel. Now, now you say, well, Pastor, why would you even bring this point up? That's a good question. Yeah, been in ministry, as you know, for over 35 years, and it's, it never ceases to amaze me how many times in talking with people who are struggling with sin in their life already know what the Bible says about that sin. In fact, probably, I would say, in, in my working with people over these, what, 35 some odd years, 37, 38, 8,643 years of working with people, um, you know, probably 95% of the people I've talked with, very few, didn't have any idea. Most of them already know wise counsel. But they're still doing it. I, I told you about our kids who would, because we taught them this, smoking is bad, you know. So, you know, our, our kids being young, a, a couple times within earshot of someone who was smoking, Dad, smoking's bad, isn't it? You know. And uh, one guy overheard it and turned to our kids and said, yeah, you don't want to do it. Smoking is bad. Well, he knew. But he still had the cigarette, you know. He was still puffing away, still taking that chance and that risk that, that it wasn't going to affect him. It's amazing to me how many times people already know counsel, but a wise person doesn't just understand how important counsel is, but a wise person actually listens to it, takes it in. Back in Proverbs chapter 1, like I said, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to come back to Proverbs 11 or 12 or something like that in a little bit. But in Proverbs 1, 5, that's what God says. A wise man will, what's the word there? Here, and he's going to increase learning. Not so that he can say, oh, hey, I know all the verses that deal with this subject. But the idea of here, in fact, a number of times when you see the counsel and it talks about hearing counsel, the word hear or listen is a word that means to listen intelligently. Okay, now, you've had people who listened but didn't listen intelligently, haven't you? You had kids who did that. They listened. They could give you the same words that you told them, but then five minutes later, they did exactly what you told them not to do. You ever been, make, make sure, make sure you, you, uh, you take your key when you leave the house today. Yeah, Mom. Yeah, Dad. Okay, what did I say? Take your key when you leave. So what happens when they leave the house? No key. Yeah. Duh. Okay. Listening intelligently means that I'm paying attention because I want to learn. And, and here's the truth. It doesn't matter how, what age you are in life. It doesn't matter what age you are. There's still things to learn. There's still things to learn. And as much as we know, there are times where we may already know all the answers. We may know all the verses, but we're not practicing them. And that is the time then that I've got to come and I've got to listen intelligently and say, okay, God, I know what the Bible says, but I'm not doing it. And I need to know how to put this into practice in my life. And so a, a wise person listens to counsel. He doesn't just say, hey, give me some counsel, but he listens to it. And there's a verse that came to mind in the New Testament that clearly teaches how important, how important doing is. Does anyone have any idea where that's found? 
Thank you very much. All right, somebody. James chapter. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. All right, James chapter 1, where God talks about be ye doers of the word and not doers only, deceiving your own selves. And he goes through and he explains how it is. It's like a guy who looks into the word of God and it's like a mirror. It shows him who he is. And then he leaves and he forgets what he was like. So, you know, he looks in this mirror and he sees this big, you know, dirt spot on his cheek. And then he doesn't take care of it. And he goes out and he forgets that he had this big dirt spot on his cheek. And everyone's looking at him throughout the day. Oh, look at that guy. And he's wondering why I wasn't looking at him. Because he forgot what he was like. And God says, listen, the lesson is be a doer of the word. Um, so a wise person doesn't just, doesn't just hear it. A wise person listens with the idea that he wants to get something from the word of God. Humor writer Irma Bombeck from, uh, years ago said this, it seems rather inconsistent that in a society of super sophisticated communication, we often suffer from a shortage of listeners. But it's true. So two things about wise people listening to counsel. First, we find the blessing, blessing of hearkening. Um, and we already looked at that, and we're not going to go back there right now, okay, because we're going we're to kind of close this here. But the blessing of hearkening to counsel is found in Proverbs twelve fifteen, And again, that word hear intelligently is brought out in that verse. Um, it, it, and this hearing intelligently includes pondering and incorporating counsel into the way of life. Proverbs nineteen twenty. if you want to write that down and look at the blessing, blessing of hearkening, to the word of God, wise people listen to counsel. The blessing of hearkening is brought out, but the danger of ignoring is also brought out. Remember our opening verse in Proverbs eleven fourteen. What does it say? Where no counsel is, the people fall. So we have the blessing of hearkening under wise people listening to counsel, and then the danger of ignoring. Now. Does everyone fall who doesn't listen to good counsel? Um, uh, maybe we'd say in the sense of um, pleasing God. Um, but uh, a wise person understands, I, I need it. And um, was in, if you're still in Proverbs chapter 1, you say, I keep going back and forth, Pastor. Okay, it's still in chapter 1. Look at verse 25. Verse 24 says, it's talking about wisdom. I have called and ye have refused. I have stretched out my hand, no man regarded. And what did, what, what did the man in this passage do? Verse 25. What is, someone said it, I think. Okay, ignore it. Set it aside. Not going to do it. All right, so what does God say to him? Well, look at verse 30 again. They would none of my... Counsel. They won't listen to my advice. They despise my reproof, my correction, both of those things. So what did God say? Verse 31, therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Isn't that interesting? So, so wisdom says, I have counsel. I've been given it all along. But people have rejected it. And what happened? They'll pay for it. They get the fruit of their ways. Look, 
you, you can ignore the dangers of, of smoking. Smoke the rest of your life, but don't be surprised if you get lung cancer. Don't be surprised if you have ill health. Don't be surprised if you die early. Sometimes we, we want to just make everything so nice and be so, so kind to everyone, but the truth is, and the Bible brings out this fact, that there's counsel in life, and if you ignore it, you ignore it to your own peril. So understand that. A wise person doesn't just understand how important counsel is alone, but so important that he listens to it and seeks to find out what it means and what needs to be done. And uh, obviously the most important counsel we could ever find is, is found in the Word of God, which has the counsel of God for all of life. And um, may we learn to follow it. We're going to look next week about another thing that wise people do. They Wise people go somewhere, and we'll talk about that next time we have opportunity. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for uh, this book of Proverbs that helps us to think about the importance of counsel. Help us in life. I pray that no, no person in this room, no person at all in this room, no matter who they may be, would be someone who... Um, is the plays the part of the fool thinking my way is right may we be people who are open to and listen to counsel right counsel good counsel that will direct us in life to the path we ought to take and then may we listen to it and heed it so that we might experience the blessing that comes with following and heeding counsel And we'll thank you for what you'll do. Help us to understand this subject better as we look into it. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you as you see the need and listen to wise counsel. You're dismissed.